What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins of That Podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, and so subscribe to the Miami Herald. Now, week one for the Miami Dolphins was a thriller of an opening game to the 2023 season. The Dolphins went to SoFi Stadium, went to the West Coast in Los Angeles and came away, Inglewood specifically, and came away with a thrilling 36-34 win over the Chargers. Tua Tungabaloa, Tyreek Hill, they were stars. Those two connecting for the game-winning touchdown with just a little over a minute left. And the defense, which was a little shaky in the debut of new coordinator Vic Fangio, they got the uh, stop when it mattered the most. And the most important thing for the Dolphins, they come back home one. And uh, we're going to get into that, as well as a lot of big news across the AFC East with the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers uh, on Monday night. His very, very short-lived debut as a New York Jet and how his injury may shake up uh, the AFC East, uh, the division, and maybe even the, the entire conference. But first, we're going to start with the Dolphins' opening game. Uh, I was wrong on my prediction. David was right. I had the Dolphins losing a close game. He had the Dolphins winning a close game. Uh, so I'm starting 0-1 in that regard. He's starting to 1-0. But yeah, neither of us got the score close. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. You know, a lot of the a lot of games across the league, they were offensive struggles, you know, teams not getting them 20 points, 24 points. So I thought, you know, it would kind of be the same with the new offense with the Chargers and the Dolphins, especially after what we saw last year. But the Dolphins really put all those questions to bed about uh, Brandon Staley and the defensive game plan. Uh, they came out, they were on point, two a ton by lower, 466 yards, three touchdowns, Tyreek Hill, he said he wanted to go for 2008. He's on pace said he, for that and then some 11 catches, 215 touchdowns as well as the two touchdowns, the game winner that I mentioned. Um, I thought this was, again, I thought this was a game that the Dolphins could win. I thought that, you know, facing a quarterback, you know, with the likes of Justin Herbert, that was going to be maybe a little bit too tough in week one. Um, but I say that this was such an important win, not just because it was the first game of the year and you're kind of, you know, you know, you know that you want to start one and know a lot of teams, most teams that are, excuse me, that reach the playoffs that are successful, they start off one and all. You know, 0-1-1 is by no means any insurmountable, uh, you know, uh, setback. But a lot of the playoff teams, 500, over 500 teams, they start one and all. But I will say this was a really important win because of the team that they faced and the manner in which they won, not it being a close game. Um, but the Dolphins faced a lot of questions, specifically their offense, about last year's game. And Mike McDaniel, you know, didn't want to make too much of it. Tua didn't want to make too much of it. But I will say Raheem Mostert kind of mentioned on Monday, the day after the game, today, we kind of were thinking about what happened last year, and we wanted to make sure that didn't happen again. Um but regardless of who they faced, it was going to be important for the offense to kind of get back on track because the questions that they were facing was whether a game plan had been put out there to stop this offense. Um, and whatever the Chargers did last year, they either switched the, the game plan or they or the Dolphins had all the answers for it. Because by and large, I mean, the Dolphins scored 36 points and they left some points on the board. I mean, that first drive, they turned the ball over. Um, there was a couple uh drive or two here and there, uh, but they didn't finish. They had to settle for a field goal when no, they probably could have got a touchdown. So for them to score 36 points, for them to do it against that opponent, against that team, um, and for two of them to look so good in his first real game back, um, I mean, it said, I mean, hey, we were a lot. We're, we were talking or they were talking a lot about, you know, this being this offense being even better. And, you know, at times through the offseason, I was just like, I don't know if you can be 
much better than they were last year when Tua was healthy. Um, but I mean, we, we saw some wrinkles from McDaniel. They did some stuff with kind of the motion with Tyreek. Uh, you know, they kind of did some, they put uh, Erica Zucama, the second year wide receiver in the backfield. He was kind of doing some Debo Samuel stuff. Um, it was clear that over the offseason, McDaniel went to the drawing board, maybe figurative and literally, um, and drew some stuff up. And they kind of unveiled it on in week one. I um, mean, the results were just about as good as you can get. So for the offense to come out and just to put up the points and the numbers that they did and for Tua to look so good, like it was really effortless what he was doing. It might have been his best game as a pro, honestly, even better than the sixth touchdown game in Baltimore um, because they didn't, you didn't have the peaks and valleys. I mean, it was just very, very consistent. Outside of the interception that he threw, um, it was just very, very consistent throughout the game. So on the offensive side of the ball, um, I, I don't think you can be uh, any more happier with uh, that week one performance and kind of the the year two debut of Mike McDaniel's game. I think, well, I mean, obviously, Tua played incredibly well, but I think somebody needs to give big ups to the offensive line because we go, oh, we're yeah. going in, we go, we going in thinking, okay, we're not sure if Armstrong's going to play, and even if he does, it's it's Khalil Mack and you know uh, A Bosa, jo- Joey in this ca- case, and. So, you know, these are guys that can wreck it, wreck your whole program, especially if you're, you know, your offense is based around the pass, which most, you know, NFL offenses are these days. And it, it really didn't have the effect you that zero sex. you would have expects. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they never got there. They never got there. And um, yeah, you could talk about affecting a play here and there, but dang on. I mean, they, they, they didn't. Uh, they didn't. Bo- they didn't bother. They didn't bother to at all. They yeah. didn't bother to at all. And they and the offensive line allowed him to make some just gorgeous, beautiful, almost perfect throws that almost didn't seem like they almost seemed like they got teleported there because they, they're you know they didn't see, some of those passes you're looking at going ooh I don't know how it's gonna get there and yeah. he got there he got there and um, so yeah. We, Need to, you know, put some respect on the line, uh, name on the line's names, names of the linemen, and you know, good job by the defense to get, you know, in a in a, you know, def- in a big defensive struggle, who's going to win? Whoever makes the first real offensive play, or maybe the second real offensive play, big offensive, you know, offensive shootout, who's going to win? Well, likely it's going to be the first team that makes a uh, a couple big defensive plays. Actually, I mean, it, you know, San Diego made a couple deep in the red zone, but it was the Dolphins who, you know, made it in, uh, you know, made the plays at the end. Uh, it got got to uh, Justin Herbert at the end and didn't let him feel comfortable. He was the one harassed. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Dolphins, you know, elevator door that they, you know, like to do up when they uh, when they win – when they tweeted out a picture of the elevator door, they didn't tweet out. Tyreek and Tua. I thought it was going to be Tyreek and Tua. Was That's it? Right. it was. It was that you know, you know how many you know you know half ton of dolphins sitting on D- Justin Herbert. Yeah, and uh, you know, so you know, again, yeah, very, very a almost you know a, defensively, you want to see something better, but 
Yeah, they two hundred thirty-four po- rushing yards just isn't going to cut it. Yeah, you, like you, can't, you can't you can't do that. <laughs> you, yeah. you can't have that. And, and that was the shock about that was that you know in what we all considered maybe it was an underachieving defense last year, given their talent. The run defense was something they could count on. They gave up the six fewest yards last year, um, but the Chargers from the first snap, really from from the first drive, I mean they ran it with ease, and it wasn't like they were doing anything special. I mean it was a lot of it was in between the tackles, so. Obviously, it's a new scheme. Um, you know, Javon Holland's safety yesterday um, on Monday, he mentioned that, you know, there are some things that they're kind of working through. It is, especially up front, it's a little bit different. You have one less guy that's usually in the box and whatnot. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's why they pay Zach Seal. It's why Christian Wilkins is one of those uh, those top defensive tackles. And it's why they brought David Long, who really didn't play much, uh, which was a surprise. I mean, um, the pass defense was what we were kind of worried about, you know, without Jalen Ramsey, how that was that going to look. But it's really the run defense. Um, that prevented them from getting those stops and really kept the Chargers in manageable situations. And the Chargers last year weren't, and over the years, they haven't been known as being like a ground and pound and an offense that's, you know, really good against the run, which is why if there's anything that you leave that game kind of shaking your head about it, sorry, like first game of Vic Banjo, um, the run defense, which is what everyone considered, you know, maybe to be the old reliable with this uh, unit, um, they were just getting pushed around. They, they really couldn't get a stop. Um Again, obviously, they, they got the stops late. Really, the key stop started with them forcing a field goal on the you know second to the right. ultimate Chargers right. drive, which kept it uh, from being a eight-point game. It was just a four-point game, 34-30. to 30. And obviously, Tua went down and got the score. And on that final drive, you know, I just put um, you know put a film study together, breaking down the offense and the defense. Uh, Vic Banjo kind of switched it up. You know, he was like he, – he's not known for blitzing a ton. Um, but on that last drive, and he was bringing five guys. He was bringing an extra guy. And he, he did some creative stuff in terms of bringing the, uh, the cornerback off the um, off the inside and kind of giving some confusing pressure looks. So, I mean, shout-out to Vic Banjo for, you know, switching up. And you kind of saw that experience – um, kick in late in the game, but I'm sure, and you know, players have already said, you know, that's not our standard. 200 yards is right. the standard. The Patriots are a team that's much more known for running the ball, and I'm sure that they've seen that, and they're already kind of scheming some ways to, uh, to, uh, you know, um, to exploit that as well. So it's like if you you're giving up four or five yards of carry and whatnot, and you're keeping uh the opposing offense and you know third and four, third and three, um, you know, you're not able to kind of do those creative things on third down. So um, I think that. You know, it was definitely I think the offense ex- maybe even exceeded expectations. You know, there was some questions about what it was going to look like. But I don't think anybody could have, you know, I, we all know that it's into it because we've seen him do it before. Um, but to you know, be as efficient um, and consistent as he was and explosive as they were. I think that I saw a stat that they they created 17 plays, uh, 17 plays of 15 uh, or more yards, and that was the most it's like 2012 or something like that. So like yes. this was this was last year's offense on like steroids yeah uh, um, yeah it was i'm not saying that they're gonna they're gonna insane. keep that up for all of 17 games but i mean this offense really could be dangerous it's, i mean it, what they talked no. about all season really yeah. came to fruition in week one yeah i mean it's got it's it's that's what this offense is basically designed for you have you have a lot of really fast guys uh who if they get the ball in space you know are you know gonna be tough to catch tough to bring down uh you've got a couple of wide receivers that you know you kind of you you need to deal with, and then you need to you need to game plan for so they don't you know get you for forty or fifty uh, on a ch- on chunk plays, and they still might get you for forty or fifty on chunk plays. And then then you've got 
you know, number three and four receivers who did a very good job. I thought getting, getting open when necessary uh, during the game. And then also you've got running backs who can, you know, break off some, break off some big plays and, you know, speed, and especially if you have speed with a little bit of size, like a Raheem Mostert, it just, it just unnerves defenses. It makes them nervous. It, you know, it, it, it just, it, 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 when you speed everything up, it's just more like there's more likely to be mistakes. There's more likely to be blown coverages because mental mistakes happen. And that's the case in pretty much any sport. Uh, It's when you, you know, ratchet up the speed, the team that can play faster, uh, you know, is, is good. They're going to get, get some more cheap stuff uh, or, you know, how how the heck is he that wide open? They're going to get some more of those, those plays. And, you know, the Dolphins got those plays. Um, and, you know, I, I expect the, I expect a sort of, you know, kind of moving back to the mean this week. Um, you know, I, if the Dolphins offense is going to be that efficient every game, well, you know, you know, just, you know, the just Dolphins might start, to, yeah, they might start, just, they might start yeah, Vegas, right. Vegas, just, yeah, just, yeah. just, just transported to at least the AFC championship game. But, you know, let's let's assume that you know they're not going to be uh, that that efficient every every game, and the defense isn't going to get rolled for two hundred on the ground. Yeah, uh, every every week. So, you know, this week we're probably going to see a you know kind of regression a little bit from the offense. Against probably going to see improvement out of the defense, and um. Yeah, it's it's on to the on to the Patriots. This wasn't a. I think this was a big game. I'm not as big on quarterback matchups as most people are because you know they are while they are the most important player on a 53 man roster, there still are 52 other players who have to do their job for or some semblance of their job for the team to win. And um, you know if if they don't come up with us, you know the defense doesn't come up with the pressures at the end. Um, you know, then two is going to have a great stat line, and the Dolphins going to be would have been zero and one. Uh, so, um, I, I think it. What's interesting is that you have just the overall thing that the you know the Chargers are the clearly the second best team in the AFC West. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Kansas City lost an opening night, but they they lost by one point, and their their wide receivers dribbled the ball all night like they were point guards. Um, again, that's some that's something that's not likely going to happen again. So let's say San uh, the Chargers, not San Diego, Los Angeles, the Chargers are the second best team in the AFC West and probably a playoff team, and uh, they were a team that gave the Dolphins a lot of problems last year. So the Dolphins went out and you know, had no problems with them in the way they had problems with them last year and beat a another team that's a playoff team that's looking to make that next step up and take out the team that's, you know, owned their division for the last several years, much like the Dolphins are looking to do with the Bills. So I think that it's an important win for that. And now I think obviously this week's an important game for, you know, they're all important, yeah, 17 games. But division game, you're coming off a big win, and 
you know, a mature and they're better than New England. Let's let's be clear about that. And a mature team that is really ready to make that next step comes out this week against New England and yes. plays an overall game that's at least as good. Um, like I say, an overall game. Maybe that'll mean the defense, you know, the offense may not be as explosive, but the defense is better. Um, and, you know, that's that's what mature teams that are mature and ready to win do. Uh, they are consistent after very good performances and after not so great or bad performances, you know you're not going to get the same thing from them the next week. So, but I think that this wasn't, you know, this was an important win, obviously for the uh, for the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you look three, four months from now. I mean, this could be very well team that the Dolphins are competing for, whether it's for you know wild card spot or maybe playoff positioning. Um, so you know to go on the road, get that win week one. Um, it's definitely you know great, great start. Getting a, a great um, note um, for the Dolphins. And like you said, they move on to a game that's equally as, if not more important, with the divisional matchup. Um, so they quickly turn their attention to a Sunday night road matchup game. You know, all the attention is on the Dolphins, on Tua. Now they get the national spotlight, and we'll see how they respond in week two. All right, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back on the other side of things, it was a very, very interesting week one for the AFC East. Uh, Patriots <laughs> taking the L. The Bills losing and Josh Allen fumbling, bumbling, stumbling, turning the ball. The, the, and the Jets got a win, but at what cost did the Jets they, get They a still win? took the L. <laughs> yeah. A dub, but at what cost? Uh, we're going to take a yeah. short break, talk about the AFC East, as well as discuss the Dolphins Week 2 matchup against the Patriots coming up soon. So stay locked with us, and we'll be back soon. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins with that podcast with David Neal talking all things Dolphins. On the first half, we talked about the Dolphins' thrilling opening season win over the Chargers, but they're quickly turning their attention to a divisional matchup in the AFC East. They're heading to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Uh, first national primetime game of the season for the Dolphins. They're going to be playing on Sunday night. Um, and it's going to be a lot of eyeballs on this team Ooh. after the way they opened up the season. Tua, over 400 yards, three touchdowns, Tyreek. 200 yards, two touchdowns in his own right. Um, so there's a lot of buzz around this team. Tua's MVP odds are vaulting up. Uh, the Dolphins, according to several sports books, are the favorites in the AFC East to win the division. And that's not only because of their week one wins, because of what happened elsewhere <laughs> around the AFC East. So now you have the Dol- you have the Patriots start off their season with a 25 to 20 loss. Uh, they, I believe they inducted uh, Tom Brady into their kind of ring of uh, honor hall of fame. Um, they weren't able to get the dub. They lost to the NFC rating NFC champion. So they're 0 and one. And last night, Monday night, um, a lot of pomp and circumstance. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers makes his debut ah. in New York jet, but it lasts only four snaps. 75 seconds he goes down down out for the year with the torn achilles injury just really sucked the life out of uh what was supposed to be you know a grand debut for the future hall of famer now the jets were still able to come away with the win a very uh thrilling win in its own right uh walk off punt return in overtime 22 to 16 win over buffalo um but again uh earlier today uh the news confirming that aaron Rodgers out for the year so they're kind of back to where they were last year zach wilson's starting quarterback, very talented defense, um, but maybe not 
enough to keep up in the division and the conference. Now, the question is, should the Dolphins be the favorites? Because the Bills, they're 0-1-1, uh, and they did not, or at least on offense, they did not look at Josh, Josh Allen specifically. Turning the ball over four times, um, a very rugged, ragged uh, effort. And now the Dolphins are the favorites in the division. But the question is, after week one, should they be the favorites? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they should be the favorites because, look, there wasn't really wasn't that much separating them from Buffalo last year, you know, when both rosters were fully healthy. So you go into this year, you still got to give the Bills the edge because of what they have done and shown they can't can do. And I, I don't want to make too much out of a, a first week performance. I think the Bills. Will That's what we do. Fine. That's what we do. We make we make we make much. Well, no, no, no. I'm not doing that. No, 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 no. I, I'm doing that. It's not my role here. That's your job. You the young fool. I'm 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 the old guy going. No, no, no. Calm down. Calm down, calm down. Um, no, I'm not going to make too much out of it. They they looked awful last night. Josh Allen looked like Josh Allen year one last night. He, he was, but you he know, has. You, I mean, he has a penchant for turning the ball over. What, I mean, he's what, really been the yeah. turnover, turnover prone quarterback over the past couple of years. So this yeah. isn't necessary. I mean, four total turnovers might be a little. Excessive. Yeah, yeah. But turning yeah, the but ball they, over is what we've come to see and expect from him. He turning the ball over, but they usually put up some points otherwise. 16 I mean, Jets, points. Jets got a good defense. I mean, the Jets have a, Jets have a the good Jets, defense. The Jets played the Bills very closely last year with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco and Mike White. I mean, I, I expected a low-scoring game. I mean, I, I was surprised by that. No, I, I just – I I wanted a little more from uh, – I want to see more from Buffalo. I don't want to see better than that. Uh, I just – they just – there was just like – it, it it never seemed like they were on the verge of kind of breaking through and hitting a rhythm. And as for the, I mean, I think the Patriots are still, they're kind of in fine. I thought they did a good job in hanging in and not getting blown out in that game, in that game against Philadelphia. They were down 16, nothing about, about, you know, I don't know if they did the Brady, if they did the Brady thing before the game, I mean, his, his, the paint could not have been dry on that ring of honor thing before they were down 16 nothing. It was yeah. really fast. And yet they hung in and, you know, they're still a team kind of finding themselves getting, you know, resetting after, you know, even though it's what, four years now that uh, Brady's been gone, they're still refining themselves. So they did a good job in not getting blown out. I don't think there was, I think if you expected them to win that game, you didn't, you know, you know, cry into your Patriots towel because you're you're, you're the, you got to be the biggest Pats fan out there. Um, but the Jets, oh, that, I mean, that's just that they were able to win is kind of impressive <laughs> because that wasn't just hey, we're not, we think we've got it all together now that we've got you know Aaron Rodgers at quarterback for us. This was. You know, 22nd anniversary of 9-11. Aaron Rodgers running out with the, with the American flag. Yeah, uh, I mean that place. All the stars were great. out there. Yeah, was, yeah. Th- th- this this had the setup of one of those old fashioned like Monday night butt kickings where where the visiting team is down, you know, twenty four nothing, seventeen nothing. By by the time they get their shoelaces tied, and that crushing an injury and immediately. 
you know, people who know knew that it was really bad. And, you know, that just to take that life out of the place, that really could have completely sucked, you know, sent everything crashing. And, but, you know, they hung in there. They, they got the win. Uh, good for them, but I don't, I don't think the, you know, I don't think Zach is sustainable as a quarter, as a, you know, quarterback leading a team in this divi- to a division title in this division with the Dolphins and the Bills and even the Patriots. So, you know, will the Bills get it together? Probably. Um, the Dolphins should be the favorite, however. Um, and that might all change, you know, after Sunday, because um, the Patriots in Foxborough on a Sunday night, um, you know, they're, you know, they're they're probably not going to be uh, probably not going to be chump change. So, you know, this will be this will be an interesting game to watch. To watch, yeah, but I think overall, yeah, the, the the Dolphins have to be considered the best team in the AFC East right now. You mentioned a, you mentioned a key word that I, that I wanted to bring up: sustainable sustainability. Um, and I think week one is just natural for overreactions. I mean, we get overreactions after every game, but I think that overreactions are at its the magnitude is at its highest and biggest after week one. This is the first we're seeing of these teams in their you know in fullness uh, in several months. Um, so I look at what is sustainable. Like obviously, you know, week one, you kind of like Mike McDaniel even kind of spoke to the novelty of week one, you know, you get to kind of show some new things that are different from last year. And a lot of teams look different. So you get that out the way and now you kind of put a lot of stuff on film and then you get to see what adjustments you make, what adjustments, you know, your future teammates, uh, shoot, your future opponents make. And the question is, what is sustainable? So when I look at the Dolphins, I I think like, are the Dolphins going to score 36 points every single game? No, they're not going to score 36 points every game. But are they able to move up and down the field with the relative efficiency and explosiveness um, that we saw Sunday? I, I think so. Now, the Chargers, for all their talent, they they've they just can't put it together as a whole. Which is why I, I don't think that, you know, I don't think they're a top 10 defense, a top 15 defense. I don't think they're going to be atop the rankings at the end of the year. I think the Patriots are going to be a much better indicator of how good this offense truly is because when we saw them week one last year um you know that was the first game of mike mcdaniel's coaching head coaching tenure um it was a little rugged a little uh um you know a little hit or miss and then obviously we saw them later again uh in the 22 season and tool wasn't out there and then you know you can't really you can't really grade it because tool was out of the lineup so now we're going to see um you know one year into the mike mcdaniel scheme um you know having more knowledge of it putting these new wrinkles in. We're going to get a good feel for what this uh, offense really is about against a better defense in my estimation. Um, so I think that, you know, I, there's again, the Dolphins still, offense still left a lot of stuff, you know, on the field, especially, you know, in the running game. Um, they had some good runs, but um, I, I think it was more kind of feeding, keeping the ball into his hands because he had the hot hand. But they only ran yeah. for 70 yards, 20 carries, you know, not great, you know, but it was a game where you really didn't need the running game too much because Tua was so hot. So it'll be interesting to see um, if they run the ball a little bit more, if they have more success against a better defense. On the defense side of the ball, um, like we said before, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't believe that they're going to be giving up 200 yards, rushing yards a game. And if they do, then this is going to be a defense that does not perform <laughs> up to our expectations. I was talking about the defense being a top 10 unit. So, you know, expect you know, 200 yards given up to what is a – 
so-so running game, running team. Um, that's something that definitely is going to be interesting to see whether they can make those changes from week to week. Because we know the Patriots, uh, you know, their offense has questions, but they can usually run the ball with Ramondre Stevenson. They just got Ezekiel Elliott. That's going to be interesting there. Um, when I look to the rest of the division, obviously the Jets are, you know, God, you know, God help them. Like they, I felt, I felt bad for them. Like I, I don't, like, I don't really, I don't have no real interest. I don't really care, but I felt bad for them. Like that was. Because I, as, a, as a football fan, I wanted to see what they looked like, though, with Aaron Rodgers there. And they looked right. like they had a squad yeah. that was going to be competitive. We talked about this being kind of a three-headed monster in the AFC East with the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets. Now it seems like it's probably going to be uh, a two-man race for that division crown. So I'm kind of – we'll see how they – I mean, they got, they, got a, they, got a, they had a tough schedule to begin with. So, you know, we'll see if, you know, Zach Wilson can kind of keep them afloat if, you know, some of these offseason improvements and changes that they've talked about um, – aren't just lip service, um, but it's looking like it's going to be the Dolphins and the Bills. When I look at the Bills, um, again, sustainability, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, hey, Josh Allen isn't going to turn the ball over like that. But again, I mean, there's some stats out there. I believe he leads the NFL in uh, turnovers either since he entered the league or in the past two years. I mean, this is maybe not to this magnitude, but this is who he is. I mean, he's a reckless quarterback. He's a great quarterback, but he's also a reckless quarterback. I mean, we saw that, you know, even in uh, the playoff game against uh, the Dolphins last year without two, where his carelessness kind of got the Dolphins back in that game. Uh, obviously, they have a lot of guys coming back from injury, um, especially in the uh, on defense. They don't have Von Miller yet. Um, but again, you know, I, I picked them to win the division um, over the Dolphins, mainly because um, of, you know, the Dolphins injuries, particularly Jalen Ramsey not being out, not being out there probably until the second half of the season. Um, but if Josh Allen's going to turn the ball over and kind of, you know, sink them and keep them in games that they like, honestly, it, it, truly, they probably should have. Probably should have run away with that game. You know, when they when he hits Stephon Diggs uh, for that touchdown, I was thinking right. this is the beginning of you know thirty one to ten. You know, right. they take all the all the air out of the building and they mm-hmm. kind of coast. But the turnovers really kept them in that game. Um, and again, that's a good Jets defense. Uh, but when Zach Wilson's turning the ball over in his own right and whatnot, you think that that's a game that a veteran team kind of runs away with. Um, well, that's but see that's and that's what I'm that's what I was kind of talking about with consistency and what you see from mature teams. And it's surprising that you didn't see that for the success Buffalo's had the last few years. It's, it's surprising. You didn't see them just put that game away. You know, it's, it's not like they're new to this and that, and also the, quarterback play of Josh Allen it kind of does make you wonder have they have they grown up to put on the you know the big boy pants of a true contender or are they uh, once again a team that looks really good and they you know they seem like they should have all the everything in place but they're just missing something, and it, that something leaves them just short of that upper upper echelon. And uh, yeah, that's that is a game last night that you know if you're if you fancy yourself a Super Bowl contender, you take that game and you saw you 
put that thing away, you know, say, bow, 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 bow. you know, they, you know, you hit them with a comp, you hit them with a combination, knock them out. You know, you don't, you don't mess around. And, you know, it's it just, that's, uh, I, that game didn't speak well of Buffalo. Um, and while they, I don't think they're going to look as bad as they did uh, in, you know, successive weeks. Uh, you know, I, I still think that's why you have to say the Dolphins are probably the, are the favorites in the division right now. Yeah, I mean, you saw uh, similar you saw similar issues pop up. I, I think that for the uh, for the Bills, I think maybe the two questions you had was you know some of the the age and the injury the the injury or the health of their defense and then really Josh Allen you know again that volatility in his game I think that um obviously with kind of the excitement of the Jets you know there was a lot of money backing them and I think with the Dolphins who I don't want to say they were afterthought but they were definitely discussed much less um and thought of what much less than the Bills and the Jets I think that the major thing was you know the health of Tua and you know how would he look coming back from the injury if he looked like he didn't have any rust he didn't have any issue coming back uh, so now, obviously, you know, week one, there's a lot of volatility, a lot of overreaction. Um, but again, I mean, hey, he's co-betting favorite. I mean, that's that's how impressive that week one game was. He was co-betting favorites uh, for MVP with Patrick Mahomes right now. Um, and, you know, obviously, it's that's well-deserved after the performance that he put out there. So uh, it's definitely understandable. But like you said, I think that uh, we'll really see the maturity of that team, of this team, heading into week two, uh, which brings us into the last segment, um, you know, previewing week two against the Patriots. Um, and, you know, before the season, I looked at this as a game where, you know, I thought that the week one opener against the Chargers was definitely a coin flip um, type of game where it can go either way. Um, and, and again, not to dismiss the Patriots, but on paper, this is a much more talented team, um, whether it be quarterback. I mean, you know, two is definitely coming into his own now. Um, uh, the weapons that the Dolphins have, um, the defense, you know, maybe a, maybe a push um, after the opening performance that we saw from that unit, especially on the ground. Um, but it's definitely a game where you look on paper and you say, hey, especially after what you did week one, if you're a legit team in the AFC and the conference, you go in there prime time um, and you handle your business and you come out. And I think the Dolphins are going to do that. Um, obviously, you know, the Patriots stayed in that game in week one against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but I just view it as a game where I don't think they're going to be, be able to keep up. I think that the, the the defense is going to be much better than the Chargers defense was. We're not going to see them go for 36 uh, points, see Tua go for 400 yards. I, I don't, I'm not expecting that against a Bill Belichick defense. I think that he's going to have a much better game plan um, to try to, you know, stymie the offense. Um, but, you know, at some point, you know, it's tough to keep Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, that offense down um, for an ent the entirety of a game. Um, and I don't think that, you know, Mac Jones and the skill position players that they have is enough. You know, they're already dealing with injuries heading into the game. I don't think Devontae Parker played in that game. I know Mike Kosecki, the former Dolphin, was dealing with some injuries. Uh, but it just seems like one of those games where it might be close early on, but after a while, you know, Tyreek, Jalen, they break loose. Uh, I feel like one of those 27-16 games where uh, the Dolphins kind of separate late. That is exactly the score I was going to pick. <laughs> uh, I, I I completely agree with you. Um, I, I, I think this is a game where the Patriots will do some things that bother the Dolphins just because that's what they do. Uh, I mean, do bother the Dolphins offensively. Um, and uh, that's what they do. Uh, Bill Belichick's, you know, forgotten more about defense than, uh, you know, 
a lot of the defensive coordinators around the league know. And he's very good. He's always been very good at, you know, taking away certain things, uh, making, creating certain problems that you didn't know, uh, that you didn't expect or, you know, exposing weaknesses that maybe you didn't know you had. Uh, so I think they'll, that that'll probably happen again. But then again, there's the Dolphins are still going to, I think, make enough plays and make enough explosive plays to, you know, to put points up. And, you know, uh, I, I have, I think they might get a turnover or two from, in the Pats offense, I, I, yeah, I we didn't see that. I was going to say we didn't see that. We didn't see that in the opening game. You know, no, nope. uh, no turnover. And not a lot of sacks until late in that game. Uh, so a lot of improvement for that defense to to, to tap into. Yeah, I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to have a better game against uh, a Pats offense. That's they're kind of a new offense, um, or yeah, I mean they really are a new offense, and um, and they're still trying to get used to what they're doing. Uh, although. They played pretty well late against Philadelphia, and were driving to uh, to take the lead in that game uh, late in the game. So, I think they're gonna be pretty jacked up about you know playing a division rival on you know Sunday night football. Uh, and yeah, this is gonna, this is good, but it is going to be an interesting game. I think we're going to be able to tell a lot about the Dolphins, how ready they are for for re- for real prime for late for January and. Uh, uh, February prime time, uh, you know, mentally as mentally as much as anything else, uh, after, about after this game, and um, yeah, but this will uh, 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 yeah, I think this should be an interesting game. I think I think this game also will, uh, you know, if the Patriots pull this off. Uh, and pull off an upset, which is now the realm. But if they if they do, <laughs> then this is, then you know everybody's just gonna kind of throw their you know hands in the air and papers in the air and shrug their shoulders, and nobody's gonna bet a single AFC East game for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, hey, we, it was it was definitely a toss up. I mean, I think I think the Bills definitely entered the season as uh, as the favorites to win the division. Obviously, the week one performance uh, on the Dolphins end and then the Bills end really, and as well as the Aaron Rodgers injury, really turned everything upside down. Uh, so the Patriots, I mean, hey, there's an opportunity there to even throw uh, another wrench into uh, the division standings uh, early on in the season. Um, and again, like you said, um, it's going to be uh, really interesting to see how the Dolphins kind of come out um, with all the attention on them. Um, you know, with, you know, having a week one, you know, all that film out there, um, the newly making their uh, adjustments, their preparations, how they come out there and if they really take care of the business against a team that on paper, uh, they're more talented than. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting. Uh, we're both going with the Dolphins here. I know we're we're uh, on the other uh, side of the spectrum last week, uh, but this week we're siding with the Dolphins. All right, that brings us to another edition. Uh, I think it brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins podcast. I know, messing up the intro, the outro, messing all up. That brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins podcast. I want to thank you guys as always for tuning in. Reminder as always. Shout out to George and the Cutler Bay crew. Subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Like, share, comment. As well, subscribe to the Miami Herald. Mike McDaniel speaks on Wednesday, uh, as well as Tua Tungabailoa. Uh, we're going to have um, 
all the updates, recaps from those availabilities. Uh, so again, subscribe to the Miami Herald, stay locked in uh, to our Dolphins uh, page. And we'll be back next week to recap another weekend of Dolphins football. Uh, football is back. Thank you, guys. We'll be back next week to recap another <laughs> weekend of Dolphins football. Hey, I was bored during this offseason, man. I got to watch CNN and the news. Like, I, I, I'm, I don't get to watch football now. But we'll be back next week to recap football in its fullness. Uh, but until then, you guys take care. Talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs> Later.